Welcome to the King's Chapel, Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. Why don't you take your Bibles and turn to the book of Romans. Thank you, Minister Micah and team. Romans chapter 8. And uh, we're going to read verse 18 to 27 for our overhead projector people. Romans 8, 18 to 27, if you'd kindly put that up on the screen. I believe I've got the new King James. And um, to better articulate, that's not the home run finish to project amount of money we need. It's just a good start to keep us rolling through the summer. So if you'll keep praying and you keep doing your part, keep obeying God, and I'll do the same together, we'll see this thing done. That's how it works. God's giving it to us little by little, and I wish it was much by much, but maybe the end will be much by much. I don't know. The whole thing's a miracle. We're walking on the water, and uh, we've always walked on the water, honestly, at King's. That's the way we do things. And um, he called us out, Chanel. He called us out to walk on the water. And so if God calls you out, I've felt like we're sinking at times, but if we cry, he catches us and we keep walking. You know, the difference now is that we're not just on three feet of water. We're out over the depths. Hallelujah. All right, you ready? Romans 8, verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy... <laughs> to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. The creation was subject to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that, verse 22, for we know that the whole creation groans and labors with pain, with birth pangs, pardon me, together until now. Key verse, verse 23. Not only that, but we also have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves, grown within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. For we are saved in this hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Verse 27, now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your presence and thank you for what you'll do in the moments that remain tonight. Move in great power. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. 
C.S. Lewis, one of the great scholars and thinkers of the 20th century, um, said, quote, the glory of God is so great, it's like what we see around us is just a painting of the glory. I have a love for art. I got that from my mother. She would take us to uh, museums in New York and everywhere else that we could. And uh, those, those paintings, like at the Frick, I don't know if some of you have been there. If you haven't, that's my favorite museum. And uh, it's in the 70s. I want to say it's uh, on the east side between 5th and Madison, 70. I want to say it's uh, 70th or 71st, maybe, something like that. And um, those paintings there are like old friends. They've been there for, you know, hundreds of years, and they're hundreds of the Rembrandts and self-portraits. And, and uh, there are times where I would go and look at those paintings. I, I fell in love with, uh, with landscapes. And uh, some of the landscape painting there, you can actually see in the Adirondacks, uh, which are mountains in New York. And as beautiful as the landscape is, it doesn't come close to what the real, the real picture is. As beautiful it is, it's a representation of, of the, real, the real thing. My, uh, my daughter is traveling around uh, the state and has just come back from Denali. They camped out, a bunch of college students camping out. We were praying and interceding. No phone service, no guns, and I wasn't about to give them one. Come on, somebody say amen. <laughs> you have to be trained. Got to know the four gun laws and at least put a few hundred rounds downrange before you're ever going to carry one. And all of the men said amen, and all of the women said amen. I wouldn't leave you out, babe. And they were, they were amazed. I mean, they came back and said, it's just like, it's, uh, I mean, Wow. I mean, that's what they had to say. I mean, they were relatively speechless. They're from Missouri, which everything looks like the back of, it's flat. <laughs> and Denali was clear, and they saw everything from their campsite. And it's just like, ah, you know, just <laughs> Denali, the highest peak in North America. You know, as powerful as Sunday night was, it's just a taste. It's just a, a taste of what's to come. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you face, whether it be sickness, some kind of infirmity, or persecution, or difficulty, or trial, or addiction, whatever you need healing or breakthrough in, I'm here to tell you that God has made a way for you. Amen. He's made a way to heal you, help you, strengthen you, to give you everything you need for life and godliness, says in Peter, I believe. God, by the power of his Holy Spirit, can change you and set you free. And, and not only set you free, set your mama free, set your brother free, set your auntie free, and then use you to be his express delivery boy or girl. 
to bring the glory and the power to others. Paul's attempting to to give us, his audience, those in Rome, specifically, it's a letter to Rome, the church in Rome, specifically trying to give them a glimpse of spiritual reality. See, what you're walking in now is temporary. It's temporal. It will pass. And you and I will move on. We have this phrase that we say that the best is yet to come. The best is just around the corner. And what you are experiencing tonight, what you experienced maybe Sunday night or what you experienced later on tonight or, or this week, It's just a foretaste that God wants to put his power and his glory on you, but in the fullness of will be in the age to come. It's a down payment. It's a verse 23. We have a first fruit of the spirit. It's a down payment. First fruits. Relates to first fruits is synonymous with tithe. You would come and bring a first fruits as an offering to the Lord at a specific time, and it would be before all of your harvest. There's a specific offering you'd bring, and you're saying, I'm believing God's going to do this amazing thing. It's like a prophetic offering. That's exactly what the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is a deposit. Now, if this is a deposit, I'm figuring... I'm figuring the whole thing is probably like a 1964 GTO. Be 65. Large block and all the goodies with a Hearst shifter, mint condition. Does, is anybody feeling me right now besides the old? If this is a deposit, what does the whole thing look like? My, my. Somebody's saying, I don't know, I haven't even had the deposit. Well, I'm glad you're here. First fruit. It's a, it's a seal is another word that he uses. In Ephesians, the Holy Spirit is an arabon. It's a, it's a seal. Arabon is another, another word for a ring. A ring. This is my wedding band. And it is the most precious physical thing I own. I'd rather lose my truck. I'm not going to lose anything because the devourer's been rebuked. Hallelujah. But I'm just saying, this means more to me than my truck. It means more to me than anything else because it's, it's a symbol and, uh, of, a, a, of my vow between the Lord and my wife. And I actually, it was an idol for me at one point. You know, you can make the Holy Spirit, the move of, this is good, right, what I'm about to say. You can make the move of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the, you can make that an idol. You can, I've known people that have been like, they're wine tasters in the Spirit. I don't know, I don't really like the anointing at that point. Oh, shut it. God wants to build your character and then put anointing on you. Some people have a lot of anointing and no character. That'll kill you. Instead of sampling the anointing, how about go get your own? Dig in, pray. 
you know, believe God for a great release of God's power. You know, I was talking, I was in the, I was in the sauna. I have to go back to my wedding band story, but I have a, another story from the sauna. I've had, it's like an open heaven over the sauna there. I, so I'm sitting next to this brother, and I start witness, witnessing to him, black guy. And uh, we're talking back and forth, and I'm starting to witness to him. And then before I know it, he's amening. I'm like, oh, oh you know the Lord? He said, yeah, I know the Lord. I said, oh, me too. Started talking about Jesus. He started telling me what church. He goes to the church in Anchorage, and he ended up being close friends with, with Pastor uh, Chesterton McRae, who we're praying for as they lost their he lost his brother tragically. So they're friends, and we just hit it off. So, you know, given all of the uh, all of the tension and upset in our nation, which is a combination of an antichrist spirit, which I preached on just recently, and very, very real, very, very uh, hurtful, deep wounds that go back hundreds of years. And, uh, and we need those wounds healed, but we don't need an antichrist spirit. And so I asked him, I said, if you don't mind, what do you think about what's going on? And he basically said the same thing that, that I'm saying to you. And he said, you know, black lives matter, all lives matter. None of it matters until they realize that Jesus matters because he's the only one that'll heal everybody. That's a quote. He said, Jesus is the answer. And the same thing happened uh, that's happened so many times. Power, God's honest, and then it just gets too stinking hot. And, and you want to continue talking, but it's just like you're going to pass out. And, 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 and he's like, uh, I'm, I said, I am too. So we both got out, and we're talking, sitting on the bench, presence of God, and I started singing. Jesus is the answer. And that boy can sing. That guy can sing. He started singing with me. And he harmonized for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. And the presence of God fell. And he's like, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Listen, Jesus is the answer. People will clamor and look for everything, but until they taste and see that the Lord is good, until they receive his seal, the promise of the Holy Spirit, till they taste of the glory of God, which is just a taste, a taste of what's to come. The best is yet to come. It's, it's, it's a deposit. It's, it's, it, it, it's a reminder. It's of what's coming. And if you haven't experienced the power of God in your life, it is God's intention for you to. You don't have to go through this life powerless. Like a ring, Arabon. Great story I've told a number of times before, but Pastor Vince and I were baptizing in the island of Kauai. And we do have some Kauaians on right now. And uh, we did some baptism, and what I always used to do, what I don't do anymore, and it's never a good idea to do it when you're in the ocean, is when I would teach on baptism. I have staff now mostly. I don't do our baptism classes anymore, but I used to do them. And I would take off my wedding band, and I would say, this is an outward sign 
of an inward vow and a reality that I'm married to this woman right here. This is a symbol of that. That's what baptism is. Baptism is an outward sign of your commitment that you've been crucified with Christ and no longer you that live, but Christ lives on the inside of you. And when you go underneath the water, it's a picture of death. And when you come up, it's a picture of resurrection. And it's like putting on the wedding band. It's supposed to be done corporately. It's supposed to be done as a community. It is one of the... Uh, the um, ordinances of the church. So we did all these baptisms and we're, I don't know where we were, somewhere, and we're in the ocean, okay? Poipu, thank you. And we had finished and somebody showed up late. Precious Marshallese girl showed up late. And she wants to get baptized, so we, we well, sure. So, you know, we go back in the water, but she hadn't had the baptism teaching. So, I'm there giving their baptism teaching, and I pull my wedding band off, just like I did, and I, I'm telling her, and we're in the ocean, I see you in my wedding band. This is what baptism is. I told, him exact, I told her exactly what I just told you. And a wave comes, and I fumble my ring, and it falls in the water. Well, it's not like the Atlantic. It's the Pacific, and it's beautifully clear, and so I can see it, no problem. So I'm like, get the ring. Get the ring. It's right on top of the sand. I have one moment. I found out to get it. And a wave comes and washes me over and covers my ring with sand. No problem. We pretty much know where we are. So I go to get it. Girl's waiting to get baptized. I'm trying to find my ring. Now my ring's gone. And we look, and there's this one. What was his name? He became like a... a, a a classical piano. He became a famous piano player. I mean, this is years ago. He was just, a, he was just a little, you know, nine-year-old, ten-year-old, and he was one of those artistic Menza-type kids. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, hey, Pastor Bracken, let's tell us, Pastor Bracken. I like, can you tell me about oxidation? And by the way, let me tell you, I was just going on and on and on. I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, God, I don't know. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? He was just one of those kind of, and he just like, you know, he was awkward and like social. Like he just walked right up. And, hey, and so, okay, so, so we're looking. You remember this? We're looking, and, and this precious kid's like, hey, hey, Pastor Bracken, I can find it, and just trounces right through the whole place, right over where, I'm like, oh, God. I just want to be like, go away. I didn't do that. I controlled my flesh because I was filled with the Spirit. I can control my flesh. He says, I'm great at finding things. I'm like, I'm sure you are, thanks. We look for probably 20 minutes, and I realize this blessed Micronesian girl is still standing there. I'm like, oh, God, okay, yeah, let's baptize you. I'm so sorry. And we went and we baptized her, and she went in. I told Pastor Karen, I lost my ring. She's like practically coming apart, crying on the thing. You know, uh, the, the church is now reaching its hands towards the ocean, praying for, I'm totally serious, zero exaggeration. The, the, the lifeguard's like, you know, there's guys that got come down here and uh, they got, you know, metal, metal detectors. They can find that thing sometimes, you know. I'm like, yeah, we'll find my ring in the quarter mile now of waves of going. It's you know, it's basically gone. I start having a come so grieved. I'm so upset that I really start losing all peace altogether. And I walk off and start walking out towards the open ocean. And I got up to about my chest, up to here. And I'm saying, Lord, 
Seriously, though. And the Lord says, is that an idol for you? I said, well, maybe. And he said clearly, are you willing to let it go? I thought, okay, I'll let it go. And I felt like I can get another one. I'll let it go, Lord. And I was like, I cried. I thought, that's just a pie. Let it go. All right. It's just a ring. I go walking back in, and this geeky little kid that becomes Caleb, he becomes a world-class piano player, and, and he plays on some Philharmonic somewhere in Kansas City, I think, now. Amazing. He says, from the end, standing at the shore, with the waves just lapping up on his feet, is this it? I'm like, yeah, no. And he's like, it's a ring. I thought, well, it's not mine because that's just totally possible. You were there. I walk all the way in. And I mean like all the way in. I get to Caleb. I said, as I get closer, I'm starting seeing boys holding a gold ring. I'm like, that's odd. How did you? He like, he found a gold ring. It's obviously not mine because mine was all the way in there. And I said, look, and it's my ring. He, he says, that's it, huh? I said, Yeah. And I, I, I take it from him, and I start crying. I said, oh, and I kissed him, and he was totally freaked out. I kissed him on the cheek. He, like, he said, I tell you, I was good at finding stuff. I said, okay, okay, yeah. And I'm thinking, that kid saw it, took it, held on to it for a while, and then, no, really, honestly, I'm thinking, there's no way. So I said, oh, that's great. I know he was corrupted or something, so I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted, to, I wanted to say, I had it in my pocket all along when you dropped it. I saw it and I grabbed it. But that's not what he said. I said, how did you do that? I want to know how you did that. He said, I don't know. I said, no, I want to know how you did that. He said, well, I was looking where all of you guys were looking, but I heard a voice. It's God's honest truth is what happened. I heard a voice. I said, yeah, well, what did he say? And that's right when I'm talking to the Lord, by the way, out there going, I let it go. I heard a voice. He says, just walk in. And so I obeyed and I walked in. And then he told me to stop. And I stopped. And then he said, just reach your hand into the sand. So he plunged his hand into the sand and pulled my ring out. Now listen, you might still think he's lying, except for the fact that some 16 years later, I saw him in Kansas City. And I said, you know, yeah, you remember that? Do you remember that? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was crazy. I said, tell me, tell me again. He said, yeah, I heard this voice. And he said to go in, and I, your ring. I thought, gosh, that's amazing. It's just a deposit. The Holy Spirit It's just a deposit. Just a deposit of what's to come. Lift your hands to heaven. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. Oh, God. Forgive us for where we've shut you down. 
Lord, this text talks in verse 16 how we're heirs, co-heirs with Christ. One of the things I love about our church is that we contend for the Holy Spirit. He's the one who softened the heart of a bank. He's the one who spoke to this little boy to build faith of a disappointed pastor. He's the one who calls you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He's the one who raised Jesus from the dead. And he's been given to us the precious Holy Spirit. In 1 John, it says you have the spirit of truth. You have, you have an anointing from the Holy One who leads you. You know all things. You have a teacher. Listen, don't take that and blow it up and say you don't need any accountability or somebody imparting a teaching. We all need that. Every one of us needs it. I'm going to share this with you. I had a talk with uh, with doctor this week, and we're moving forward on all kinds of fronts. There's a facility on the big island we're buying for half of what it's cost. I think it's about five million. It's worth 10 or 19, I think it's worth. We're picking it up for five. There's another project that's, uh, I think we're in seven building projects. And in my struggle, as things fell apart for a moment, and then it really didn't fall apart, it's just the Lord dealing with me, and he's dealing with you. I just started thinking like, come on, why don't we just like wait, wait on the big island. Let's finish this first. Huh? How about let's finish the project in Alaska? You know, that's in my mind. Now, I, I, if you know me, you know this about me. If you don't, I'll tell you this about me, and it's really, it's, it's really real. I don't allow anything to get all up in my craw. Do you understand, all you Southerners, what I'm saying? I don't let, I, I keep no record of offenses. I do not let myself get offended. I'm not going to be dissuaded. I will not be silenced, and it'll always be peace between me and you unless it isn't, and then we're going to get to peace. Like, like, there are some people that need to be fixed. I had somebody come up in here and take, try to take advantage of the family. I'm going to tell you what, you try to do that, you're going to see some other side of Pastor Daniel. I got another side. It's the shepherd. I got a rod, and I'm not afraid to use it. Try to come in here and pull some scheme and rip my people off. Uh, try to shear the sheep. We will fix you and your wagon, and you'll be crying out for healing. Spiritually speaking, of course. Somebody say hallelujah. And so sometimes sometimes you'll see things that'll happen or whatever in a parking lot, people trying to pull a scam, scam here. We've got a whole security team, tremendous ushers. That doesn't happen here. 
I don't know, I have zero strife here, zero. If you come try to bring division and strife, we will lovingly help you. I mean that, we'll warn you once, we'll warn you twice, and then you'll be removed. That's why there's freedom, that's why there's healing, that's why there's, the, come on. I'm not, I'm not nervous, I'm not scared, and I'm certainly not intimidated. I'm more concerned about, I'm more concerned about finishing, finishing the task that God's given me. I'm going to stand before the judge, so are you. I'm going to stand before, my name is Daniel. God is my judge. Thanks. Awesome. Constant reminder. these things started bothering me. So I called doctor. I said, okay, I'm having problems. I said, well, what's going on? Listen, it's been this way with me for, and him for since I first got saved. And I have this phrase from him that's like emblazoned on my heart. Stay humble, broken, and transparent, and God will always use you. So I endeavor to do that. I try. Transparency, I'm good at. I learned that's how to stay safe. I don't let anything get on, get weird. If I get weird, I'm telling. If I have something that happens, I get defiled. I'm ratting myself out. I don't have any secrets. I don't have any agenda, you know, other than the one I feel like the Lord's given me. And I'll fight if it means death, so be it. I, I, I said to what a brother, he was telling me, I'm ready to go meet Jesus. I said, are you ready to die? He said, I die every day. Older man. I said, amen. Pick up your cross daily. So I call him. I said, I'm, I'm having a problem. He said, well, what's going on? I said, well, you know, uh, you know, the bank thing fell through and we got this other thing happening and got Kona and whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, like, seriously? Like, can we just finish this one? <laughs> Can we just finish Alaska? What do you think? Because these other ones, they've really, they've got smaller churches and, and it's, it's, not, it's not happening. What's happening here is, is unique. It's very unique. And he said, Daniel, you're thinking, you're missing the big picture. <laughs> you're missing the big picture. I said, I know, I know that, I know that, but I had to tell you anyway, because it's really bothering me. And he said, We're, we are all doing this thing together, but understand this. He said, this vision is placed in your heart. This is the vision God gave you. And I'm with you. And I thought, it was such a loving backhand from a father. And he said, you're going to have to get some faith. I thought, Shagata. I was like, oh, hmm. My kid went to go get some charcoal at Walmart. Who do you think gave him money? Right. Boom. Some of you waiting for, for, you know, Daddy Warbucks or whatever to hook you up. You need to get some faith. You need to get your own baptism. You need to get some fire. You need to contend. You need to pray. You need to fast. God will anoint you. Are you getting anything? It's such a simple matter. I've got pages of notes. 
You, you causing trouble over here? Huh? I've got pages of notes. I didn't touch any of them, and it's 852. Understand that God gives the power of the Holy Spirit. You must learn to put a demand on the anointing. And that's all that happened. We prayed. We prayed in the morning. Thank God for you people that come to morning prayer. That's why we're all standing. That's why this thing's going forward. Day after day, people seeking God, praying. How many of you praying? How many are reaching your hands towards it? Come on, there's going to come a great move of the Spirit of God. We are at the infancy. I saw on Sunday night, all over the earth, the Holy Spirit opened my eyes, and I saw the church of the living God crying out to Him, praying, leaning. I heard that phrase, who is this? Coming out, leaning on her beloved. I saw the church rising. There's an outpouring, a wave of the power of the Holy Spirit coming to every boy and girl, coming to every man, woman, and child, coming to every church that will position and place themselves in a place of expectancy and make a, make a house where he can come to rest, where there's envy and strife. There is every evil practice. Get it out of your house. Get full of the Spirit of God. Get full of faith. Don't allow for disturbances and for interruptions to, to, to dissuade you and move you off the beam. The obstacle you face in the midst of your wilderness, sir, ma'am, is so that you can demonstrate the faith, the gift of faith, and the power of the Holy Ghost. So stop crying. Get healed. Stand up and position yourself for the greatest outpouring. Do everything you can. You pray. You fast. We've been doing that. I've been fasted for I don't know how many weeks. Well over 40 days. No sugar. My wife's telling me it's a lifestyle. I'm trying to embrace that. Hallelujah. Sometimes I see those little Luciferian delights and I just want to eat them. Come on, stand up all, all on your feet all across this place. Gosh, there's so much here. There's so much here in Romans. So much. Words inexpressible. He's talking about praying in tongues, groanings, words that can't be expressed. In other, they're inexpressible words. What are inexpressible words? That's apparently... It's words that really, that they can't really be articulated like words. They're different. He's talking about the baptism. He's talking about praying in tongues. He's talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit. He's talking to my brother who sends his love. He might even be online right now. We FaceTimed from his restaurant in Malibu, California. He sends his love. He had on a mask and then one of those, you know, little, it wasn't little at all. It was a giant visor. It looked like something you'd put on a snow machine. I mean, or a motorcycle or some just huge visor. And he's, he's, he brings me up on FaceTime. He says, he's, he's weeping. And he says, I hate this. Everything down here, the culture, everything. Oh, it's so difficult. God, there's so many hurting people. I have to wear these. And he peels it off. He says, it's just difficult here. When? When? 
Will the deliverance, when will the difficulties leave? When will the problems stop? When you're endued with power. Is it that simple? Yeah, that's my experience. That's what Jesus said. When's it gonna happen? Never mind you that. Lift your hands. When am I gonna get there? Never mind. My words, inexpressible. Come on, if you have the freedom to pray in the Spirit, come on, pray in the Spirit. If you don't have that freedom and you want it, reach up and receive. Here, let me teach you for a second. Hold. Let me teach you for a second. Praying in tongues. I've seen people look like they got hit with lightning and they say it was like getting hit with lightning. Then I've seen other people like, like myself or Pastor Karen. Pastor Karen, here, come grab that, the, the nice mic. Grab that one, the matching one. Come on, it's on. Hello. Oh, sorry. You look lovely tonight, oh, by the way. Thank you very much. Um, you want me to tell? Yeah. Okay. How you got filled with right. the Spirit. I went to the altar over and over and over and over. Anytime there was an altar call. So would that be dozens of times or is that? At least. Sense? Okay. Yeah. At least 12 times. More than that. More than that. It, for about six months straight, I ran to the altar every time there was an altar call for anything. I ran to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Didn't get filled with the Holy Spirit in the altar. I was at home in my shower one day and I began to hear these sounds in my mind. And I just was like, what's that? And I opened my mouth and I began to speak the sounds and it was like, that's how it happened for me. Can you In do, the shower. Can you do that part again? No. <laughs> for me, when I got bad, when I, when I so wanted that gift and I had people, I had people lay hands on me. I, I got some tongue abuse, you know what I mean? Like the praying tongues abuse. Where people are like, turn loose, turn loose, turn loose. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're like, ah, oh, ah, oh. Every people are like, no, it just, she drove a Honda, go ahead, say it. She drove a Honda to Hana, but she should have drove a Kia. Right, go ahead and say that. No, that's nonsense. She tied my bow tie. She tied my bow tie, she tied my bow tie, she, yeah, it sounds like tongues, but this isn't it. Now, if you have bow tie in your language of tongues, no offense. I'm just telling you, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not here. It's not an intellectual ascent. It's out of your belly. The word belly is koileia in the Greek. It's your innermost being. I've had people say, Oh, I can feel it in my belly. I can't ever feel anything in my belly unless I eat one of those Luciferian delights. I can eat one of those things. That feels in my belly. Right. I, I don't, that's not how it is for me. My, 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 I, when, when I think about my spirit, my innermost being, I don't think of my belly, but scripturally, that is really the equation. Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. By this, he meant the Holy Spirit, which had not yet been poured out. Most people in most churches, and I'm going to close soon. It's nine o'clock and my favorite Netflix show is on, so I need to just hurry. I, I'm totally kidding. Most people struggle with praying in tongues and they miss out on the, this glorious gift 
of praying the perfect will of God. It's God ontologically, ontologically, your spirit and the Holy Spirit are separate. How many of you know you, your spirit is not the Holy Spirit? Not. Okay. If, if I have a problem with somebody who says they're God, they forgot. Okay. That's a new age philosophy that you're God and the power of the human, the power of the human spirit is certainly powerful, but without acknowledgement of Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is demonic. Okay, every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus coming, I don't care if they do miracles, I don't care if they walk down water, I don't care if they raise the dead, if they don't give glory to Jesus, you're out. Then it's demon power. So, ontologically, which is study of spiritual spatial realities, the Holy Spirit, yours. When you get filled with the Holy Spirit, it's like taking a cucumber, putting it in a vat of solution for a period of time, and the solution works throughout the cucumber, and then it becomes a pickle. Perfect picture of the Holy Spirit, being baptized in the Holy Spirit. He does come to live on the inside of you when you're born again, but then there's being filled, Him coming upon you and filling you, which is different. And that's why the Apostle Paul in Acts 19 says, to those he thought were believers in Jesus, have you received the Holy Spirit since you first believed? And they said, we never even heard there was a Holy Spirit. And they said, well, what have you been baptizing? Oh, John's baptized himself. Oh, snap, you guys need to be born again and then you need the Holy Ghost. Acts 2, it's inferred in Acts 8, Acts 10, Acts 19, over and over and over. Acts 4, they're refilled. All right. When you pray in the Spirit, let me, let me take care of this problem. Many churches don't allow praying in tongues because they say that tongues, based on 1 Corinthians 14, this is for somebody because I had no intention of going all this way, and it's 9.02. But in 1 Corinthians 14, they say, well, praying in tongues is out of order. If it's not interpreted, then it's not of God. Well, that's because you're missing out on the two different kinds of tongues. There's tongues, which is a prayer language, which does not need to be interpreted. Then there's tongues which, which can be heightened or elevated and proclaimed in a congregation. That has to be interpreted. And if two people are bringing a message in tongues, that's out of order because how can you understand what's happening? Just like if I was to prophesy and my wife was to come up and prophesy the same th at the same time two different messages, how are you going to weigh what we're saying? Because it's like... I. I heard part of his, part of hers. It brings confusion. So 1 Corinthians 14 says, hey, you need to do everything decently in order. And it talks about tongues and there's interpretation of tongues, which is prophecy. In Jude, he says, pray in the Holy Spirit. Build up your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Ghost. And so there's praying in the Spirit that builds your faith. If you don't have the gift of tongues, it's for you. You can have it. You have to reach out and take it. And, and I want you to contend. Some of you are baptized in the Spirit, but you don't pray in tongues a lot. I will just tell you, I pray in tongues a lot. Paul said, I pray in tongues more than all of you. That's what Paul said. I'll pray with my mind, and I'll pray with my, my understanding, and I'll pray with my spirit. Then he does says, if he's going to give a message, I'd rather give one in English because it could be interpreted, you know, it could be received better and people will grow better, so on and so forth. But it's still, tongues is a powerful, it's the Holy Spirit praying through you the perfect will of God. I can tell you endless testimonies of how God has saved my life, intervened. And honestly, this testimony that we have now of our bank and all that, 
I prayed in tongues a lot because I was just wanted to shut my mind up. Sometimes you need to do a brain, a brain bypass. Some of you need to turn this stinking thinking off and get so full of God. Come on, you need to stop it. Stop. And, I, and I'll just pray in the spirit. I, my wife prays in tongues more than anybody else I know. If you sneak up on her, which you shouldn't do because she's a black belt in Taekwondo, but if you were, just I know. You sneak up on her, she's always shut Constantly praying in the spirit. That's why you're so awesome. Lift your hands to heaven. I just needed to say that. So in this, listen to me. I don't know how they do it in other churches. It's not my responsibility. In this church, we pray in tongues. We're unashamed, unabashed, turn it loose. And that's why you see miracles. I believe that's why I believe. Uh, maybe there's some other reasons too. I'm not sure. I'm unashamed. I'm not freaked out by it. Before the blood runs out of your hand, one more story. I came into this. I came into this church. When I came into this church, no, nobody I knew was a part of it. It's before my mom came in. It's, it was in 1992. I got invited by some guy who was, I don't know. He was he was reading on going deeper in God from Brother Timothy in China and was just hungering for a move of God. And we were going to a church that was very conservative there. And so he said, you need to come check this church out, man. You want to see supernatural. You need to come check. So he came, brought us to our church, this church, in another location. I remember walking in. It was about five to 600 people. And I walked in, and the whole place was roaring, in everybody praying in their, in their prayer language. When I walked in, my immediate carnal thought was, what a bunch of freaks. I, I know. I didn't actually get to finish the thought. What a bunch of, and then I thought, whoa. I knew the presence of God a little bit, and it was like 100,000 100, times what I've ever experienced. And I just thought, whoa. Ah, ah. And this place is like roaring. This cloud and fire just like everywhere. And that's when Dr. Morocco Proust finished preaching on generational curses. And he said, all I heard, I was a, my very first service. If you think you have generational curses operating in your life, run to the front. I was, before he said, come to the front, I was already running. The only problem was, so was about a hundred other people plus. By the time I got there, I was three or four people deep, you know, stacked like cordwood all the way up to the front. Can't get close, any closer. He started praying. He came across, he's praying in the spirit. And I'll never forget, he got to about here. He looked me straight in the eyes, stepped over somebody, grabbed my head, and the power of God hit me. I've been coming to this church basically ever since. It's a summarized story. God has given you his Holy Spirit as a ring, as an arabon, as a deposit. The glory that awaits us is beyond anything you can imagine. Now lift your hands into the heavens and pray in your heavenly language. And if you're not baptized in the Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, turn this thing off and let sounds and syllables come forth. Be filled right now. Online, be filled in Jesus' name. Be filled right now in the name of Jesus. If you pray in the Spirit, pray right now, right out loud. Forget about your neighbor. Somebody when you're at the throne. It'll
Come on, pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Don't stop. Go for it for a moment. Be filled. Fire. 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 Be filled. Pastors, ministers, go quickly. Quick, touch and agree. Be filled. Be filled. Chanel, go for it. Be filled right now. Quickly go. Quickly. Touch and agree. Be filled. Josh, go ahead. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Right now in Jesus' name. Be filled. That's it. Don't stop. Be free from any religious bondage. Be filled now. To overflowing. Don't stop. Some of you hit a place and you stop. Don't stop. Push through. Push through. Don't stop. from the opinions of your neighbor. Be filled. That's it. That's it. That's it. He's not rejecting you. He's received you. Be filled. Be free. Oh, that's it. And they're singing in the spirit too. Save Jesus, your Lord and Savior. Won't you do it? Won't you do it now? Pray this prayer if that's you. First time or make a recommitment. And honestly, you know, people say, well, you should be saved first, right? Yeah. 
But we have a formula about getting saved and I've found people get saved in their hearts and then, then they are led into the formula. And Jesus is the one who gives the Holy Spirit. And I'm seeing people baptized. Maybe they're saved, but I don't know. Some of it's a mystery. And who are you? You're not God. Try to figure it out theology, theologically, and we should. But <laughs> Give me a little bit more keys for a minute. You see, praying in the Spirit changes the atmosphere of places. Atmosphere changed. Changed. sending your son Jesus to die in my place to rise again from the grave for me forgive me of all of my sin and come into my heart come into my life be my Lord be my Savior wash me and cleanse me make me new thank you for loving me thank you for hearing my prayer amen may the Lord fill you and bless you you want more of the power of God? You can come to the front. We'll lay hands on you. If you need to slip out and go get your kids, oh yeah, you can come. And as you do, the power of God comes on you. Lift your hands. Fire! You want the power of God? You can come. If you have kids, can you go get them? Because our children's ministry. Fire! That's it. You want the power of God? Just come. Just come. Just come. Lift your hands. Come all the way up to the front. You may be dismissed. May the Lord bless you. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.